weekdays on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com. I'm Wendy King. A White House invitation to leaders of both parties to have a chat about border security and the government shutdown. The session is being described by one source as a briefing on border security for the top Republicans and Democrats in the House and Senate. It would mark the first face-to-face -face meeting between the president and key congressional Democrats in three weeks. Without a deal on the wall, the shutdown will continue as trash and human waste pile up at some national parks. Calls are going unanswered at the IRS, and the Smithsonian Museums and the National Zoo are closing down. The animals will be cared for, but the hugely popular panda cam will go dark, and hundreds of thousands of federal workers will go without pay. This is USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Allen Root. Are you among the millions of Americans who feel uncertain when it comes to their health care? I'm happy to inform you there's a solution, and that solution is Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is a community of like-minded people who work together to pay for their medical costs. There are no networks, so you decide your doctor and hospital. Liberty HealthShare allows you to easily decide how, when, and where you will access health care because our rights come from God, not government. It could be the best practical, moral, and economical choice for you and your family. It was for me. I joined. I'm a member. My children are members. Starting at $107 a month for a single, up to $449 a month for a family, that's mom, dad, and all the kids, for $449 per month. That's my cost, and I'm loving it. This is the way healthcare should be. For more information, call 855-58-LIBERTY. That's 855-58-LIBERTY. Or visit LightYourLiberty.com. That's LightYourLiberty.com. And regain control of your healthcare costs. Together, we're changing healthcare for good. President Trump is speaking up about a likely re-election rival. And USA's Chris Barnes has details. The president says at word that U.S. Senate Democrat Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts is forming an exploratory committee to consider a run for the White House in 2020. We'll see how she does. I, I wish her well. I hope she does well. I'd love to run against her. Then asked in an interview on Fox News about whether he thinks she believes she could really defeat him. Well, that I don't know. You'd have to ask her psychiatrist. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. There's hundreds of new laws now with the new year, and one of them affects 5 million people across the country. 20 states and 21 cities have voted to raise the minimum wage. They now join several other states that previously boosted hourly rates above the federal standard of only $7.25 an hour. You're listening to USA Radio News. Presenting the legendary 112. <laughs> Performing live Saturday, January 12, 2019, 112 on 112 at the Hard Rock Cafe on the Las Vegas Strip next to the MGM Grand. Tickets are available at the show cityevents.com. Bottle service and VIP tickets are also available. That's 112 live on 112 at the Hard Rock Cafe. One of the greatest moments for expectant mothers and fathers is getting to meet your baby for the first time. Let Baby's First Image introduce you to your little bundle of joy through a 3D or 4D HD ultrasound. Enjoy our spacious, relaxing ultrasound office with plenty of room for excited family members to share the experience with. Our techs have over 20 years of ultrasound experience and our high-tech imaging gives you an amazing first glimpse of your baby. Book your appointment today at babiesfirstimage.com. That's babiesfirstimage.com.
Make Pampa's Brazilian Grill your next dinner destination. Conveniently located inside the Miracle Mile shops at Planet Hollywood, Pampa's Brazilian Grill is not your average steakhouse. Enjoy the all-you-can-eat dining experience with 14 different meats as well as the 30-item sidebar. Not a meat eater? No worries. They have a fantastic vegetarian menu as well. Visit them online at pampasusa.com. That's pampasusa.com. Pampa's Brazilian Grill, Vegas' original Brazilian steakhouse. Distilled bars and restaurants offer the best in handcrafted food, like Applewood smoked bacon and eggs, the best biscuits and gravy you've ever had, the Western Bacon Burger, the 90 Fat Boy Burger, and New York Steak and Eggs. And for dessert, how about breaded pudding, the chocolate brownie sundae, or confetti deep-fried Oreos? Come watch the Vegas Golden Knights at Distill with food and drink specials. Distill has three locations to serve you. Check them out at www.distillbar.com. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. Give me the green light, because I'm ready to go. Get ready to kick it up a notch. If you live and breathe sports, then this is the place to get your hot takes. Welcome to Sports Hub with your host, Ian Rakelli, on KSHP 1400 AM, or stream the show live online at KSHP.com. Now, turn up the volume and get ready for Sports Hub with Ian Rakelli. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Vegas Sports Hub. I am your host, Ian Rakelli. We got Ethan, we got Stevie here in the studio helping me out because, uh, well, I like sports, but it's definitely a lot better to do it with more than merrier. So, we're going to start this out in the baseball world. I haven't talked about this in a couple weeks. But it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, absolutely. We've been talking about basketball. You know, no one cares about it. Weeks. So let's get into baseball because there is one topic that has been lighting up the sports world that I want to discuss. Oklahoma superstar Kyler Murray. He was a first-round pick by the Oakland Athletics in the 2018 MLB draft. They let him play college football for Oklahoma as their starting quarterback. You know what? He did pretty good. He did pretty okay. He just won the Heisman. No big deal. Well, here's the problem for Kyler Murray. He can declare for the NFL draft this year if he wants to. Or he can keep that $4.6 million signing bonus he got with the Oakland Athletics in the first round and play in the minor league starting next offseason. My question to you and Ethan and Stevie, I'm going to ask you as well. What do you think he will do? Do you think he'll keep his commitment and stay with the Oakland Athletics, or do you think he's going to try the NFL? I don't know. I, I really think he might sign with the Athletics. It's the first team that drafted him. Even though he did play for Oklahoma as their starting quarterback, I really think he will stick to the MLB. It, he has a lot of potential there as the, as being the first uh, as being drafted first by them. Yeah, being eighth overall pick exactly. in that draft. Stevie. What I've heard and what I've read, I agree with Ethan. I think he's going to stay with baseball. That's what I've heard. I haven't. How good a baseball player is he? What position does he play? I don't know this. Uh, he has been outfield. Okay. So he's, so he's a good hitter? Is he a 300 hitter with power? Well, I mean, that's the thing with Kyler Murray. Is that you've, when I've watched his uh, highlights playing University of Oklahoma with uh, baseball, he looks like a uh, pro MLB hitter. Okay. That's something that he looks like. And I think with the Oakland Athletics, they're hoping he comes and plays for them. Because, A, they'll have the name recognition already because of what he did in college football. 
But the other thing with Kyler Murray is that he is a very good player already. They just need to add a couple of things to his belt by now. So he's just basically another Tim Tebow minus playing professionally in the NFL. Right, exactly. My point. Or I was going to say Bo Jackson, but hey, Tim Tebow is another good comparison as well. Tim Tebow is more relevant. I do have a point there. I was also going to say Rise Hoskins, who was a a college football player who went to go play baseball for the Phillies, who's doing pretty good, might I add. If you have a choice of playing football or baseball, to me, and particularly as a quarterback, in the Oakland A's outfielder, outfield, there's not going to be a 300-pound defensive lineman falling on you, you know, <laughs> pass after pass. So I, I would rather, if, if everything's being equal, if it's the same amount of money, the same amount of stardom, so forth, everything being equal, I'd rather play baseball than football. Well, and the other thing is you're not guaranteed, if you stick to f- uh, football, you're not guaranteed the starting position. True. You, you're still going to have to fight for it. Right. True, and there's but, not guaranteed money either, is there, in the NFL? I don't think so. I mean, right. there's a signing bonus, but that's about it. Right. And the thing with uh, MLB is that long-term, you will get more money than you will in the NFL. Long-term. Short-term, yeah, the first couple of years of your deal, you're going to get that signing bonus. You'll get that rookie contract. The problem that people forget with the NFL and MLB is the long-term aspect. Your career will be longer. Your body won't break down as faster. Well, again, you don't have 300-pound guys falling on you in the Oakland outfield. So, yeah, you're going to play longer. And the other thing is that people keep saying, oh, he'll have to go through the minor leagues. So what? That's what baseball is. Baseball players are used to going on long road trips and being on team after team after team. Baseball players are used to it. So it's not a concern for them. Well, AAA baseball, as we as we just found out here in Las Vegas, is not what it used to be. It's not bus trips and, and god-awful stadiums and so forth. It, it's airplane trips and pretty nice accommodations now in the AAA uh, baseball leagues. Oh, yeah, when, terrible when you get the team names. Well, that's fine. Right. I mean, when you get the AAA, I totally agree it's a lot better. But when you're in rookie and single A... Well, he won't go through that, will he? I, I have to well, assume if he's this good, he's going to start at the AAA level, won't he? Or no? Well, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're the number one or number two prospect on that team. You work your way up. Okay. A lot of the time, they will start in like single A, and then they'll go through advanced double A, and then you know they'll work the way up. Okay. Kind of similar to what uh, Mike Trout did when he got drafted. 2009, by 2011, he was already up in MLB. But okay. he had to work his way up. Okay. Now, moving on to the rest of MLB. Because there's one more thing I do want to talk about. And that is the top free agents that are still available. There are three main free agents that come to mind to me. That is Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, and that is Dallas Keuchel. Okay? They are the top in their positions. Infield, Machado, outfield, Harper, pitcher, Keuchel. Now, Ethan. Now, we, we talked about this recently. When it comes to Machado and Harper, where do you see him going? See, I'm actually going to change my opinion for the Harper trade. I, I see him signing with the Angels. I hmm. Something in my gut tells me that he will be signing with the Angels. I don't know why. I Just a weird feeling that I have. He's going to get a long-term contract. Kind of what the Nationals wanted to have him. They wanted... The Nationals wanted him for 10 years. They were willing to sign him for a 10-year uh, lifelong contract or some. It, it, was it a lifelong? I can't remember. Well, I mean, it, it was well, a long-term deal. It was a, it was a 10-year deal. It was $30 million per year. But, but here's the thing about the Angels, and here's the thing I'm going to say to you about. Uh, Mike Trout, the best player in MLB. Even though it can be disputed, he is still one of the best players in all of baseball. Yeah. Then you got Otani, that pitcher-hitter guy. And then you know, Albert Pujols, his horrible contract for the next five years. The problem with the Angels, and here's the thing, I see your point, but when it comes to the Los Angeles Angels, do they even have the money to do it? 
Because if, if they shave Albert Pujols, they can. Who's going to take it? Maybe Milwaukee. Hmm. Milwaukee. Well, I mean, here's the thing. They have Eric, Eric, Eric Fames, who is still a very good first baseman, don't mind, don't mind me adding. That's why he was there. So do that with the three-team trade. Uh, send, uh, send him to uh, Cincinnati. Hmm. I mean, Cincinnati does make a lot of sense. They do have a lot of room. That's why they got Puig, and that's yeah, why they got e- Kemp. Exactly. About last week. Here's the thing about Harper. I see him going to the team that can basically have enough money to build a small private island, and that is the Los Angeles Dodgers. So we're both sticking to the California area. I'm sticking to California because, A, Harper's a West Coast guy. He lives here in Las Vegas. That, he, like, he has a house here. He's frequently at Golden Knights games. He is a West Coast guy. So when I see the Dodgers, they have the money to do so. They already paid Kershaw. They got rid of their outfielders in Kemp and Puig. They have the resources to do it. That is why I'm going with Dodgers for Bryce Harper because it makes the most sense. See, and I would I would say, uh, I I would agree with you, but I really see him going to the Angels. I'm kind of in, in, intrigued that no one's brought up Chicago yet because everyone on social media keeps saying it's going to be the Cubs and the White Sox. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I don't see it happening. Well, Cubs fans just need to shut their pie holes. And this is me coming from a Cubs fan, but yeah, I totally agree with you on that. <laughs> I mean. Look, no offense to Chicago. White There's Sox- offense to Chicago. Look, here's the thing about Chicago is that White Sox are not going to get him. I, like, I'm truly sorry, but why would you go to the? Why would you go to that side of Chicago? Why would you want to play there? That makes no logical sense there. No, that team is trash. Right, and then you're only going to get what, like a thousand people in attendance every single night? Fifty. Exactly my point. <laughs> and then you got the Chicago Cubs. First off, they have their core intact, but we don't know how many years that's going to last. Right. And then you still need to address certain issues that the Cubs have. Right. And it's the fact they have way too many outfielders. Jason Hayward's contract has been awful, despite him getting better in 2018. His contract is not worth that. And then there's the fact that, what about Kyle Schwarber out there in left field? He should be a DH in the in the American League. He honestly should be. It makes sense. That makes sense. I, he's a... Uh... He's not the he's not the greatest outfielder. I I could see him being a, a DH. I what I heard coming out of the the winter meetings here in Vegas though was Har- Harper headed to the White Sox. So where there's smoke, there's fire as far as I'm concerned. So I I think I would shade it that way. But it is interesting that Los Angeles got rid of the outfielders. Uh, so now there's room for Harper there. And then when you move on to Manny Machado. Yes, he followed the Yes Network on Instagram and then instantly unfollowed them ten minutes later. Uh, but I still see him going to the Yankees. It makes the most logical sense for the Yankees to go out and get Manny Machado. I I don't know. I don't see it happening as much. Like, yes, he followed the Yes Network and then unfollowed him. So maybe there's something hidden between those lines that we're not aware of. But maybe he'll sign to the Mets. Well, here's the thing. Why did he go visit the Yankees multiple times? Like, it's been confirmed that he has visited the Yankees on several occasions. They were probably giving him free food. (laughs) (laughs) Probably giving him uh, free first basements to uh, hit his ankle with. Probably. I think he goes to the Yankees, too, just because that's what the Yankees do. That's such a weird word. They go after the the big name. I mean, that's what the Yankees have done their entire time, even when Steinbrenner was in charge. Okay, can we please stop talking about this trash team? I'm quite happy. (laughs) <laughs> that, that that he goes there because what I saw of him in the playoffs last year, that's that's exactly where I want him. Right, and I then also as the a Red Sox fan, I mean, you did strike him out to win the World Series. Well, there's that. But I but uh, he, uh, how many times did we see him hit a baseball and and not run to first base? 
during oh, the playoffs. Oh, no, it was countless times, especially in the huh. World Series. He just didn't run it out. He looked so, like he was skipping. Yeah. Well, whatever. He can skip around in New York then. And, I'm, I'm and perfectly let's not happy forget, with that. That's not where they all that, go to skip. Let's not forget <laughs> that Bryce Harper had the same problem at the beginning of his career. Like the first couple of years, Bryce Harper in the league, he didn't hustle as well. No, really? and then he grew the beard and he became fast. <laughs> exactly, my, exactly. You are right about that. And then when it comes to pitching, Dallas Keuchel with the Houston Astros. To me, he is not a number one guy. He was maybe two or three years ago, but he's not a number one starter. He is, however, a number two. Some of you are saying that Houston's going to re-sign him and bring him back. Personally, I don't see it. They got Garrett Cole. They got Justin Verlander. Well, the team that I think could use him is a team that needs a number one and just barely missed the World Series. That's Milwaukee Brewers. I could see that happening. I also thought of Cleveland. Well, the, well, the problem with Cleveland is that, A, they already have enough starting pitchers as it is. With they Carrasco, Club, uh, Kluber, Bauer. And then there's another thing that Cleveland's trying to trade one of those two pitchers. There's been you know rumors that Bauer and uh, Kluber are going to try to get traded at some point. All right, so if they season. trade them, then there's room for Keiko. I, there is room. I, th- I think that Cleveland wants to do something in the offseason off of the disappointment of, of finishing up last year. So I, I I could see him going there. I could see Houston resigning him. Um, yeah, but basically anybody who needs pitching, he he would. He's not. You're right. He's not a number one anymore, but he's a guy that's going to give you innings, and and he's he'll win 15 ball games for you. How many innings did he pitch? Well, let's see the thing. His pitching, his innings pitch have gone down every single year since 2015 when he had that great season out there in Houston. Okay, so I I will agree with uh, Steve. I I think he will go to Cleveland. They can they can uh, flip the two that they want to get rid of, sign sign him, and get a, a prospect, maybe, or or a draft pick, or all three. And then the final person I want to talk about before we move on to the to football, it is Craig Kimbrell. Now, we saw what he did for the Boston Red Sox He this made season. me nervous is what he did. Every <laughs> time he was out there, he made me nervous. Right, and then but he has ahead. that signature thing he does every single time he throws with yeah. know, his stance that he has his, yeah. his arm it like 15 reminds yards Reminds me out. of the Karate Kid pose. And the thing I is, like that. I, it's, it's different. It, it is, is different. It's different, but it also looks weird, especially when I do that close-up and you see his face. He looks like he wants to eat somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing with Craig Kimbrell is that, no, he's not what he was in Atlanta at the beginning of his career. And nobody can disagree with that. Is that he doesn't have the speed, he doesn't have the velocity that he used to. The problem with Craig Kimbrell is that there isn't really a, a need for closers that at, at this point. That's why he's been out here for so long. Is that there isn't really a team that wants to pay big money for a closer right now. So where could he go? Do you think he just signs a one-year extension every year? Just say a one-year deal every until he wants to end his career? I mean, it's a possibility... I don't think he's going back to the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox do have their closer. I do think that they do have who they need. Maybe they can send him to Toronto. Well, a team I think, and it actually would be interesting how this would work, I actually think that Tampa Bay would be a very good possibility because they do need some clo- They do need a closer. I kind of forgot that there was a baseball team out there. <laughs> are, they a, are they a playoff contender next year, Tampa? No. Well, Tampa Bay, I honestly think they do because Blake Snell has been a Cy Young winner, and I think that he is not done getting better out there in Tampa Bay. And then, you know, they have very good hitters as well. And let's also not forget they just got D. Gordon as well in the offseason, who is still a very fast player indeed. So I think Tampa Bay does have the pieces to get to the playoffs because let's not forget they were a 500 team this season. Well, I think if you're, uh, 
if you think that you're a playoff contender and you need a closer, that's a team that would that would go pick him up. I, I'm I won't be unhappy if he's not back with Boston because again he made me real. I don't know if it was him or if it was the way he was being used. I, I wonder if he got overused in the playoffs and that led to his problems or if he was going to have problems anyway. But I, I he made me way too nervous uh, clo- trying to close games for Boston in the playoffs last year. Now let's move on to uh, football and we'll go to the next break. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the NFL. We're going to talk about the wild card. And we're going to discuss a couple of debate questions that I will give to you guys on social media. Hi, folks. It's Brian Blessing. Football is back, and we're back in Sunset Station at Club Madrid. It's a great place to watch your favorite NFL action on the big screens. We've got the seat upgrade. We've got jersey giveaways, food and drink specials. Chuck Esposito rolls out the red carpet. It's a great day of football each and every Sunday, inviting you to come join us in Club Madrid at Sunset Station. We do Sportbook Radio and Vegas Hockey Hotline from Sunset Station every Friday, weekdays, noon to 2 a.m., 1400 KSHP. fan of Bon Jovi, Journey, REO, Speedwagon, or Sticks, then get ready for Arch Allies. Join us in the famous Orleans showroom for Arch Allies. Saturday, January 5th, showtime, 8 p.m. Arch Allies is the ultimate six-pack of rock, featuring music from Journey, Bon Jovi, Sticks, Def Leppard, Boston, and REO, Speedwagon. Time for me to fly. Get your Arch Allies tickets at the box office or call 702-692-7777 or at orleanscasino.com. Arch Allies, Allies, the nation's premier tribute band. Don't miss this epic night of rock with Arch Allies, Saturday, January 5th. Arch Allies, only at the Orleans. Get ready for one of the most unique experiences in Las Vegas. Haunted City Ghost Tours brings you their Haunt in the Mob Tour Fridays at 7 p.m. in fabulous and haunted downtown Las Vegas. Experience this one-of-a-kind guided walking tour to haunted casinos, hotels, and more. Learn about the mob's influence in Las Vegas and hear spooky and terrifying stories along this fascinating and exciting tour. For ticket information, visit them online at hauntedcityghosttours.com. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, even in the afterlife. Since 1937, Krispy Kreme Donuts has been delighting its customers with their hot, fresh glazed goodness. Delicious donuts made fresh to order all day long. Enjoy a variety of incredible creations like their chocolate iced raspberry filled, strawberry iced with sprinkles, or the classic original glazed. Krispy Kreme is a great way to fundraise for your organization. Stop in and try one of their signature iced coffees or blended drinks. They go great with donuts. Be sure to check them out online at KrispyKreme.com. That's KrispyKreme.com. Taste the joy that is Krispy Kreme. Hi, folks. It's Brian Blessing. Football is back, and we're back in Sunset Station at Club Madrid. It's a great place to watch your favorite NFL action on the big screens. We've got the seat upgrade. We've got jersey giveaways, food and drink specials. Chuck Esposito rolls out the red carpet. It's a great day of football each and every Sunday, inviting you to come join us in Club Madrid at Sunset Station. We do Sportbook Radio and Vegas Hockey Hotline from Sunset Station every Friday, weekdays, noon to 2 a.m., 1400 KSHP. I'm a little confused. You're a little confused. And welcome back to Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP 1400 AM. I am your host, Ian Kelly. 
Now, when we're going to get into the NFL, we need to talk about some games that happened last week. Because there were some games that were very impactful to what's going to happen this weekend. New York Giants, you had one job and you failed. Your goal was to make fun, make, to make, let us all make fun of the Dallas Cowboys. And you did not do it. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care how well the, how well Dallas is doing. They're still the Dallas Cowgirls to me. Let's see. Here's the thing: is that the New York Giants, you were up and you were winning with 112 left in the game. All you had to do, it was fourth and freaking 13. All you had to do was just make a stop, and they didn't. Nope. That's the biggest problem I have with the Dallas Cowboys: is that they always find a way to win this season. Like, it doesn't matter how what shenanigans it's been, they always find a way to win. The Philadelphia Eagles game four weeks ago was a main example. They were in overtime. They shouldn't have won that game. They really shouldn't have. Nope. But they somehow found a way with Amari Cooper in the back of the end zone. Well, Jerry Jones paid them all off. Did, did Dallas find a way to win those games, or did Philadelphia and New York find a way to lose those games? A little bit of both. I mean, it's a little bit of both, but seriously, both of those games, if you watch the entire game, it was... Phillies and New York's games all the way. Like, Dallas really shouldn't have won those two, but the luck, a lucky bounce off the shoulder in the uh, Dallas-Philadelphia game to Cooper. And then the Giants, Cole Beasley in the back of the end zone with his knee barely barely touching it. So, and my problem with Dallas is that they basically have been the luckiest team this season. Yes and no, they haven't. I, I feel like there's been a lot of controversy. Uh, I don't think those touchdowns i i honestly didn't watch those games so i really can't say anything because who honestly cares about dallas um but i i really think they've had such an up and down season they've had more lows than they have highs this is just out of pure luck that they've gotten this far and they're in the playoffs well wild card sorry there's also the other fact that they went eight and two since acquiring amari cooper from the oakland raiders see it like pure luck it's just something that's just happened. It's just my problem with Dallas. Is this that I don't see him going far in the playoffs, which we're going to talk about very soon because me and you have a disagreement that we're definitely going to talk about. <laughs> uh, let us move on to Indy and Tennessee. First off, I don't think anyone thought Tennessee was going to win this game with Blaine Gabbert as their starting quarterback. Like, seriously, first off, that should just be an insult itself. Blaine Gabbert as your starting quarterback in a playoff almost playoff winning game. He has potential as a really good quarterback. I mean, he was drafted ahead of J.J. Watt for crying out loud, and the Jaguars traded up to get him. People don't remember that, but in the draft, the Jaguars had the 16th pick, which was Ryan Kerrigan, by the way, and they traded up to get Blaine Gabbard. I liked Indy in this game. I, 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 it didn't surprise me at all what happened. I, I thought that uh, they're coming in with the better defense, the better offensive line, the better quarterback, and they, and they went out and proved it. I just like that the Colts offense prevailed in this one. It kind of showed what I've been telling people. Andrew Luck's a top-five quarterback if you give him an offensive line and you actually give him time to find T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, the hard part is is that he's his main receiver. T.Y. Hilton is the go-to guy. So defenses are going to pick up on that, and they have probably already have. So they're going to make sure to, to double-cover T.Y., and make sure that he's not getting any uh, receiving receipt. I'm sorry, my English is bad. He's not going to make any receptions this postseason. I will disagree with you because if you watched the Houston Colts game just three weeks ago, they tried that, and he got like seven receptions in that game. 
they, they just didn't covered. know how to do it well, though. Right, but they're facing the exact same team, and they tried to double cover him in that entire game, and he got like seven receptions. So they put a corner, uh, a corner in the backfield like they normally do. They have one on man on man, and if the man on man can't guard him, then you put the corner on him. Well, and the other problem is they have Eric Ebron, who's actually been a very good tight end this season. He's improved a lot from what he did in Detroit. So the thing with the Colts is that if they do double-team T.Y. Hilton, first off, he can still throw to him because, like I said three weeks ago, what happened with the Texans. And also, Eric Ebron has been very wide open this season when T.Y. Hilton has been double and maybe even sometimes triple covered. I don't know. We'll see in the, we'll see in the postseason. And then Cleveland versus Baltimore. I just want to bring this up for one reason. Thank you to the Baltimore Ravens for creating one of the best memes I've seen all weekend. If you did not see what this meme was, it was basically the scoreboard, and the Pittsburgh Steelers were watching the game on the scoreboard, and two of the players were in the background. And instead of it being the game, it was a picture of Jim Morris saying playoffs on the <laughs> scoreboard. And, it's, and it was uh, two of the Steelers players looking with, like, uh, crying emoji on their face. That's funny. So, yeah, Baltimore Ravens, just thank you for that because I have that saved on my phone now. So I definitely appreciate <laughs> that. That being said, does anyone really care that Pittsburgh missed the playoffs right now? No. I have a couple friends that are that are Steeler fans, and they're actually quite okay with the Steelers missing the playoffs because they say that the way that Pittsburgh played this season, they did not deserve to even be close to making the playoffs. I'd right. agree with that. And then there's also the other thing that Antonio Brown was uh, inactive in the game because he skipped practice. That was why he was inactive, not because of an injury. It's because he skipped team practice. Do you think if he was if he was activated, they would have won? I don't think they would have won, but I think that they would have made a little bit more of an impact than they did during that game. There's a problem with Pittsburgh this year. You got a bunch of me guys: Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, who <laughs> didn't play. That's how how big a me guy he is. That's the problem, and the coach, you know, is not a disciplinarian type coach, no. so so they get away with it. So this is what you get. I have a question for both of you. So Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger, who's leaving? Who's staying? I I feel like Roethlisberger will stay, but I feel like Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are gone. Well, well, Bell's gone because he he's, he can sign with anybody now, can he? Yes, is that true? Okay, where so do you where do you see him signing? Whoever gives him, whoever hands him the most money. I say the Jets. I think the Jets would be a very, uh, very good option for him. I saw a rumor that both of them could sign to Cleveland. Hmm. Now, if that's the case, and they both sign to Cleveland, Cleveland is going to be an even bigger threat to every team well, than I mean, anything. Well, I mean, Cleveland has the most cap space among any team this year. Right. So picture Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Baker Mayfield. What? What is? What's Brown's contract status? He has, I think he's a restricted free agent this year. Okay. After this year. Well, see, here's the thing. I'm going to disagree with you. I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to be gone. Le'Veon Bell will be gone. Antonio Brown's going to stay. Do you think Roethlisberger retires? No, I didn't know exactly where he's going to go. To me, when it comes to Ben Roethlisberger, he's going to go where any great quarterback goes to end their career. New England. Denver. (laughs) No, thank you. No, Think about no, it. Thank you. Peyton Manning, he went to Denver. Jake Plummer, after he went to Arizona, where'd he go? Denver. Denver. Well, uh, I I wouldn't be okay with that, only because uh, Manning got us a Super Bowl ring, so maybe Roethlisberger can get us one, one more before he calls it quits. But other than that, I wouldn't want him. I think that Roethlisberger is either going to retire or be back with Pittsburgh. I don't think he's going to go play for another team. And the only reason why I say that Brown's going to stay is, first off, like you said, restricted free agent. 
so they can keep him, and they most likely will because he has been the main vocal point of their offense this entire season. The other fact is, is that when it comes to all the me guys, he isn't really that bad when you think oh. of Bell and Roethlisberger. You uh, think of those two, they are more me guys than Brown have been. Yeah, you, you and I just disagreed. Yeah, but the thing Brown, is... Brown's a me guy. I was just going to say, <laughs> if, they end up, if you end up with Baker Mayfield and Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown in Cleveland, good luck to Cleveland. Yeah. Actually, I think that would blow up in their face, by the way. It, well, that's what I meant. That yeah, would exactly. blow up that's in their I'm face. Feeling. I, it would blow up in their face because they're all me guys. Yes. I I don't know. I To me, honestly, I think Antonio Brown is, will be gone only because they have a capable wide receiver in Juju. Yeah, but he was the guy who fumbled in the uh, Week 16 game that cost him that game in, in New England. It's, one, New it's New one It's one fumble. Okay. It's not going to cost you that much. And then let's talk about Chicago and Minnesota. Just because I want to bring up another meme that happened. Snooze that fest me, game. That made me laugh. Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen were arguing on the sideline, and then the bottom was J.R. Smith and LeBron James arguing <laughs> in the exact same pose and everything. <laughs> Thank you for that. And also, Minnesota, thanks for overpaying a quarterback who's only had a 13% winning percentage against teams above 500. As a Chicago Bears fan, I want to say thank you sincerely. <laughs> This, uh, this Chicago team, I think, is going to be a beast in the playoffs. I, we'll see how how far they go. It, it, it's going to depend on, on the quarterback and whether he turns the ball over. But this defense is something else. I'm really impressed with the Chicago Bears defense. You know, I really want to bag on the Bears right now, but I honestly can't. As much as, as, much as I want to just mess with you, Ian, I can't. I have to give it up for the Bears. Yep. They are so good right now, and they will be, like Stevie said, a beast in the playoffs. Problem is, I don't see them going to the Super Bowl. Well, how far do you see them going? I would say maybe the last round. I see them in the NFC Championship game, but I see them losing to the Rams. Well, when we're speaking of Chicago Bears, let's talk about their playoff opponent. Philadelphia Eagles laid a uh, donut on the Washington Redskins. Yeah. In front of 50 people. <laughs> I mean, that's just So no sad. one cared. That's just sad. I mean, here's the thing about Washington. First off, they're going to go get a quarterback in this draft. I'm they have so- to. Like, I'm sorry, Alex Smith. I know he's had a very career-ending injury. He's not going to play again. Alex Smith is never going to play another down. In no. The NFL. No. Josh Johnson ain't going to cut it. No. And to me, I think they're going to draft that quarterback from Duke. Uh, Daniel Jones, I believe that's what his name is. He's going to be a very good prospect, I think. He's a really be. good quarterback. I can definitely see the Redskins going after him. What what draft uh, no, number do they have? They have the 16th pick. They might get him. They might not, depending on who else needs a quarterback. Because I know Denver also needs a quarterback. Because there's three very good quarterbacks in the draft next year. Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State, which we show, which was shown today, what he was able to do. And then you got Drew Locke in Missouri, who, yet again, can be compared to Blaine Gabbert because that was the last quarterback Missouri ever took. And then you have uh, Daniel Jones out there in Duke. So there is very good options there. Speaking of Denver, by the way, I have an idea when it comes to quarterbacks that you will be interested in. Uh-oh. It's not Ben Roethlisberger, Uh-oh. but I do say it will be an NFC North team that will be trading them in a quarterback. NFC North? Can I guess? Go. Detroit. No. Dang it. I say it will be the uh, red rifle out there in uh, Andy Dalton. When I think oh. about Cincinnati, I think they're time to let him go. I think it's time for them to move on from Andy Dalton and get another quarterback. Well, there's a couple things there. I don't think they're going to let him go, and he's in the AFC. (laughs) AFC, not NFC. Yeah. 
I mean, that's just the thing that when it comes to um, the Denver Broncos, I see them trading for a quarterback more than I do them drafting a quarterback. The the hard part is is we we signed Case Keenum. I say we, I mean they. The Broncos signed Case Keenum to a four year a four year deal. So I don't see them signing Andy Dalton. Maybe as a backup or maybe as a third string, but I don't see him becoming our starter. Well, they're, the thing with Case Keenum is that he can get bought, he can be bought out though. Because they said after the one year they can buy him out. It would cost them a lot of money, but they can buy him out. And see, that's where the issue would lie is how much money are the Bengals willing to uh, ship off to try and pick him up. Well, I will say, though, I am very happy that the Broncos fired Vance Joseph. Now we can properly get it back onto a winning season. Mike McCarthy? Yes. All right. Well, then, well then. then. All right, cool. So we're going to go into the wild card. We have the four games. I'm going to have everybody give their predictions right now. Dallas versus uh, Seattle, Ethan. Sadly, Seattle. Dallas. Why? When I look at this game, there's just something to me that thinks that Dallas is going to pull nope, another, game, another game out of their uh, you-know-what. No, you're wrong. Seattle's going to absolutely destroy them. I, I totally disagree. I don't see it happening. Why do you say that? It's just when I look at Seattle, Russell Wilson has been great all season. Yes. Yes, he has. But what about the rest of his offense? I mean, their running back game has been riddled with injuries this entire season. Their wide receivers, Doug Baldwin has been injured multiple times. Even though he will be playing, he has been injured multiple times. And then their offensive line, the guy that got rid of Tom Cable, by the way, which was a blessing in disguise for them. He went back to Oakland. But their offensive line still isn't that great. They're better than last year, but they're not as good as they, as they should be. Defensive Defense wins you games. I... I don't think Seattle's offense is going to produce, but I feel like their defense will win them this game. Okay, but you know uh, the Dallas Cowboys have a better defense than the Seattle Seahawks, right? Like, statistically? Statistically. That's only on paper. That's not in in uh, in game. I'm going to take Seattle. I'm, I, I'm, ah! I, 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 like, I, like the Seattle, I like the Seattle quarterback better, and I like Dak Prescott. So I think that's the difference. Like I said, I think they're going to pull pull it out. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I just the way that Dallas is. I'll tell you this right now. Ezekiel Elliott's going to try and and burst through that Seattle defense only to be stopped. He's going to run to the sideline just bawling his eyes out. Mommy, they won't let me through. <laughs> All right, if he does that, I'm going to give you $50. Please. If he actually cries and, 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 and talks about his mommy on the sidelines, I will give you $50. 100 100 bucks, <laughs> Dude, I'm making bank. Yeah. And then we got Houston and Indianapolis. I'm going with the upset here. I'm going Indy. I'm going to say Houston. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say Houston. I'm going Indy, too. I, I think they're on a run. I, I like this team. I, I don't know. Something just tells me Something just tells me Houston. I, I know they signed Demarius Thomas. I, that's, my, that's my guy out in Houston right now. He's, he's a really good receiver. When I watched the footage from three weeks ago of the Colton Texans, the Colts exposed – their offensive line in the Houston Texans. You realize that Sean Watson got sacked the most times this season since John Kitna in 2003? That's crazy. I didn't know that. That's really interesting, actually. I think part of that is he holds on to the ball too long, and that's another reason I like Indy. You've got a veteran quarterback against a guy who hasn't really learned everything he needs to learn about the NFL yet. So I'm, I'm going to take the uh, – like in Seattle, I'm, I'm taking the better quarterback. With Indy, I'm taking the better quarterback. 
I don't know. I, I feel like Deshaun Watson, even though he does hold the ball really long, he is a rookie, so he does have potential. And he, oh, he's he's got gotten this far. Yeah, no, no. I'm talking about the better quarterback right now. As I guess maybe more experience. Oh, okay. I, but okay. but I, I'm I'm not bag I'm I'm not taking shots at Watson. I'm just saying I would rather have. Uh, no, you leave uh, the shot luck. taking to the the defensive <laughs> end in Indy. Right. And then when it comes to defense too, Darius Leonard, who's going to be defensive rookie of the year? He should be with the Colts. The fact that he joined Patrick Willis, Luke Keekley, and Lawrence Taylor for uh, leading the entire league in tackles as a rookie, which is a very impressive list. Don't get me wrong. It is. So I think the Colts have a better defense as well. I mean, I understand the Texans got J.J. Watt. I understand that. Yeah, but, but he's you... honestly overhyped. I feel like J.J. Watt is very overhyped. He is a really good defensive player, but he's getting up there in age. He's slowing down. I just got to say that the Colts' defense is better when it comes to the Texans and Colts. I think they have the better defense overall. I mean, I can't argue with that as much as I want to. I just don't, I don't see Indy pulling it out. Then next, we have Baltimore and the Chargers. I'm going with the Ravens for the simple fact that they kind of exposed the Chargers' weakness just two weeks ago mm-hmm. on that uh, Thursday night football game. If you, if you take away the uh, Chargers' defense, like if you can like find ways to get through their defense, their offense can't keep up. No, not definitely not. I, I'm I'm with you on that. I'm taking Baltimore. I'm, I'm going Chargers. Again, I think Stevie, go to bed. Rivers, Rivers, being the experienced guy, I do, I, I, I like what uh, Jackson has done this year so far, but I think he's limited in what he can do. He can't throw deep. He, uh, I, I just, I, I, I think we're gonna his inexperience is gonna show up in the game. Well, well, that's when you just run the ball. Well, I mean, he does have inexperience, but hey, the last time a, a rookie for the Baltimore Ravens was uh, in the playoffs with Joe Flacco, and they went all the way to the AFC Championship game. In 2008. All right. I, I just and, – and I'm not a Phillip Rivers guy. He's he's not performed well in the playoffs in his career. Is anybody really a Rivers guy? I, I hope not. I've um, heard a lot of people just trash talking. Yeah. I've never I've never met a Rivers fan. Yeah. Well, uh, Most he, people with the Chargers are still fans of Drew Brees. He, uh, R- Rivers is a guy on the sidelines who will jump on his own players, and yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, I, I think the Chargers will get it done here. But then their next opponent, I wouldn't be surprised if they get taken out of the playoffs at that point. And then you have the Bears versus the Eagles. I'm going with the I'm going with the Chicago Bears. Monsters of the Midway are back. However, I will say this game will be way closer than some analysts have said it will be. Yes, yes. I'm I, not sure it will be. I'm not sure it will be. I, the, the, the Chicago defense and that secondary is really good, and the, I, I think that. Um, the the the, uh, the quarterback that got injured for Philadelphia last week is he playing for sure? Uh, they said that it's fifty fifty up to this point. Okay, I've, I'm I'm blanking on his name. Nick Foles. No, okay, so Foles. I I don't think that he's going to be able to go downfield like he likes to do against this Chicago Bears secondary. So I I, I think I I think Chicago may just now. Can, can Chicago's offense put up enough points to run to run anybody off the field? But I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't think it'll be close. I think Chicago wins pretty convincingly. Right, but like I've been seeing from all these analysts, doesn't matter if it's on that four-letter word I'm not going to say, or if it's been on other sites, they keep saying that the Bears are going to run away with this game. I don't see it happening. I don't think the Bears are going to overtake the Eagles that easily. 
No, so I do I, think the Bears will win, but I don't think they are going to go that easily. The Eagles really want this. They want to go back to the Super Bowl. So, like you both said, they it's going to be closer than it than it should be. But I I do agree with both of you. The Bears will win. I kind of like the Dallas Seattle game. It's going to be a defensive game. I I feel like who's the Bears quarterback? Is it? Uh, uh, it's Mitchell Trubisky. Okay, so it's still Trubisky. I I think he's gonna fumble it more than more than it should, more than he should. But defense it will win them the football game. Let's not forget about this Bears defense. There has been countless times this season where the Bears offense has made a mistake and the defense has has saved it. Exactly. In uh, fact, a couple couple weeks ago, that was the case with the Giants. Even though they lost that game, there was two or three instances where Daniel would give up a fumble and they would instantly get it back in their hands because of the defense. That being said, as a Bears fan, I am not going to be biased. I'm going to say that they will be eliminated in the second round. I will I will definitely agree with you on that. So who are we thinking is our second round opponent, either LA or New Orleans? You know I'd what? Say the Saints. I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say the Rams. Okay. Either either one I th- you're probably right. The, the, either the Rams or the Saints are probably better than Chicago cuz Chicago's offense just isn't isn't good enough their defense is. But you're going to have to put up points against either L.A. or New Orleans, and Chicago probably can't put enough uh, points up. But I, I, I like what the boy, the, the Chicago team looks like a comer to me. I, I really like their defense. I, I like the coach uh, from Kansas City. Um, I, I think he'll work with Trubisky and make him a, a better quarterback as the years go by. I, I think Chicago's heading in a very good direction. Well, speaking of Kansas City, because he brought them up, let's talk about them because they're the number one seed in the AFC. Now, there is a streak that has been going on uh, in the last couple of years where the number one seed in the AFC has made it to the Super Bowl the last five years. Broncos, Patriots, Broncos, Patriots, then Patriots once again. My question is, you is do you think the Kansas City Chiefs will keep that streak alive? Do you think this will be the sixth year that the number one seed in the AFC makes it to the Super Bowl? See, I say no. I, I don't think. I think the streak will end in, with Kansas City. What's the last notable thing Kansas City has done? Uh, Besides choke almost every year. Trade for Joe Montana. Okay, so they trade for Joe Montana. What year was that? Uh, I mean, obviously 25 years ago. Okay, that was the last notable thing they do. I think this is the most notable thing they do. They choke and they lose and they end the streak. I think think the Chiefs keep the streak alive. I think it's going to be Chiefs-Patriots in the uh, AFC Championship game, and I think the Chiefs win. Coming from a Patriots fan. Yeah, well. Why uh, do you say that? Uh, I think the the Chiefs are the more dynamic team right now. I I see New England slowing down. Uh, Brady is a step slower than than he's been in his career. Uh, Gronkowski's a step slower than he's been in his career. I would say uh, the only th- saving grace for the Patriots is Julian Edelman. I, I like Edelman a lot. What, what's the uh, status of Gordon? Is he done for the year? Oh, Gordon is done. Yeah, he's been okay. uh, indefinitely. All right. So I I think the Chiefs are the better team right now than than New England. Well, here's my thing on the Chiefs. Do I think they're the best team in the NFL? No, I do not think so. Who do you do think I it think is? The Saints. Okay. But who would I think is the best team in the AFC? Then yes. So my, so the answer to this question, I think this will keep the streak alive. I mean, the Chiefs will go to the Super Bowl for the first time since Len Dawson was their quarterback. Anybody remember him? Yes, I do. I don't. I'm an old guy, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. But that's the thing, is that I think the Chiefs will get it done. But do I see, do I see them being the best team overall? No, I do not. Now, moving on, I'm going to talk about tight ends because, to me, they're a position that is very uh, undervalued in the NFL. 
My question is, who is the best tight end in the NFL? See, I've been thinking a lot about this, and it's been but it's been a toss-up because I can't think of just one. There's so many good tight ends out there. My, I've narrowed it down, and I hate to say it, but I would say Rob Gronkowski. I even though he is slowing down, he's still a very good tight end. He he gets the Patriots touchdowns like two or three times a game. Sometimes when he's healthy, exactly when, he when is, he's healthy. He's healthy. When he is healthy, he will score for the Patriots multiple times. So, in my opinion, I have to say Gronkowski, even though it hurts. I'm going to go with the guy in Kansas City. Well, I forget his name. Travis Kelsey. Okay, I'm going to go with Kelsey uh, because Gronkowski is a step slower. The one thing about Gronkowski over Kelsey, Gronkowski is a better blocker. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if people no- notice that, but Gronkowski is a better blocker than Kelsey. He's just but, not a better blocker when in the Miami game. Okay, but I'm gonna, <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'll, I'm gonna take Kelsey overall uh, over Gronkowski, and that's the best tight end. A guy to keep your eye on is the guy in San Francisco. Is it Kittrick? Well, actually, that was going to be the guy I was going to bring up. Okay. George Kittle in San Kittle. Francisco is my pick for the best tight end because of one reason. This year, he broke the record for the most receiving yards by a tight end in a single season. He broke Grant's record from 2014. I've, I'm really impressed with this kid. I, I, don't, I don't know where he comes from or what, how, how everybody else missed on him for San Francisco to pick him up, but he, he is really impressive to me. And the thing is, to me, he is like Vernon Davis was in just a decade ago with San Francisco. We're in the same number, too, by the way, 85. Oh, yeah. So it's just very interesting to me that they basically replaced Vernon Davis with another Vernon Davis. The th- it's the other Vernon th- Davis 2.0. The other thing is, is... San Francisco, at the end of the year, they've got nothing else on that team, right? So, And you would assume that the other defense ha- have watched the tape of the first half of the season, and so that they, they would say, okay, we got to stop Kittle. He's the only guy we got to work. And they still couldn't stop him. No, they still couldn't do it. So when I look at San Francisco, I think they also will be a deadly force next year for one reason. One, they have the second overall pick in the draft next year. They have the second most cap space in the offseason. And Garoppolo will be back. Because I actually want to see what he will do in a full 16-game season. Clay only was in four games with the 49ers in 2017, and then he was uh, only five games this year. So I want to see what he would do in a full season. I agree with you. And, uh, you know, Shanahan is a, is a guy who can develop quarterbacks. So and, and now yeah, you, He did and with I, Matt Ryan in Atlanta. And, and now you've got Kittle. I, I think that uh, starting next year, the, the Los Angeles Rams and San Francisco 49ers are going to battle in the, AFC, in the uh, NFC West for uh, many years to come. Right, and then when you speak of the AFC West, I want to talk about the Oakland Raiders because yes, they will be coming here to play in Las Vegas. Eh, in who about cares two about years. the Raiders though? But no I'm going to ask about this question: them. Where do you see them playing next year? Because they are going to be homeless. Who really cares where they're going to play? No one really cares. Las Vegas is Bronco country. Who cares about the Raiders? Oh, it really is Bronco country, huh? It is Bronco country because explain, when explain why. Before the Raiders announced that they were moving here, who was the only team that would ever play on CBS? Denver. Denver was the only team that would be playing on CBS yeah, at the 125 hour. They'd only play on CBS, but the Cowboys were basically Fox the entire time. Uh, who cares about the Cowgirls? My point is, is the Broncos... This is Las Vegas is Bronco country. I don't care it, that the Raiders are coming. It is still Bronco country. Really? Dang, I thought it was 49ers based on the amount of people at the sports book. Yeah, the 49ers suck. Or or is it that Denver was the best choice of the of the late games? 
It doesn't know, matter. This is this was still right, Bronco like, country. Your argument, well, like I see, I see your point where you're trying to make. But if you that was just CBS, Fox, the late time slot was always the Dallas Cowboys. Anytime I clicked it, it was either the Cowboys or the Patriots every single time. Okay, they only played the Cowboys because nothing good was on. Okay, and then the 49ers. I brought that up because of sports books. Every time I went to sports books the last five years, a lot of people are wearing 49ers gear. I saw that almost every time I was there. I'm not old enough to go into sports books, so I don't. I've never known that. I, I think I think Denver got on that late game because they were the they're better than Oakland over the last five six years whatever. Everyone's better than Oakland. O- okay, so they're going to be the better game in that later time slot, and that's why they're that's why they were on in this market. It doesn't matter. They they were still on, so okay. people were watching. All right, right. But my question is, has that been the same case this year in 2018? Has the Broncos been CBS? No, because it's, the Raiders have always been on. Correct, because the Raiders are coming here. Therefore, they, they want to play the Raiders on the local station, so they get advertising. Da 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 da. But no one cares about the Raiders because they were the worst team this year. Well, I mean, but see, here's the thing: the Broncos weren't that good either. I mean, I they mean, still they had a better they record. They weren't as bad as the. I mean, they weren't as bad as the Raiders, obviously, but they were still pretty bad. But they still had the better record, so they could have shown more Bronco games. They just chose to show the Raider games because, like Stevie said. We're getting the Raiders. Right. That being said, they did show the Broncos and Steelers, though, on that 125-time slot. Yes. So you do have to give them credit there. I will give them credit for only showing, I want to say, two games out of the entire year. I've had to go on Facebook Live to watch the rest Uh, of the games. I mean, that was two more games than they should have gotten. Let's just be honest. You're right. But, I mean, Vance Joseph sucks. So, moving on. I mean, hey, since he brought up the Broncos, I do want to ask this. Why should Mike McCarthy be uh, head coach? Because we need a head coach, and he's he's the best suit. I he's I something's something's clicking. I I really think he's he's good with the cold back in Green Bay, so he understands the cold, so he can teach them how to play in that. Not that they don't know how they do, but let's be honest, he's the best fit. He's he's what's the word I'm looking for? Help me out, Ian. He's um I mean, he's the uh he's he's a top-rated coach. I I mean, he's, I I mean, he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. He did good in Green Bay, even though Aaron Rodgers' ego basically killed that entire team this season. Well, not, that's the that's the hard thing is Aaron Rodgers' ego basically overshot and overpowered Mike McCarthy. Right. I will say, though, Aaron Rodgers' ego is starting to irritate me. I'm not even a Packers fan. But seriously, his ego has been costing that team this entire year. I have friends that no, are Packers No, it absolutely has. It absolutely has. As far as McCarthy goes... I, I hear he's talking to Cleveland. I hear that that's the more likely landing spot for him right now. We'll see I how mean, the we'll hey, see how those talks go. Cleveland, yeah. Actually, I'm going to ask this: If you are a head coach, if you're looking to all the vacancies that are here right now, which one is the most desirable? Because there's Cleveland, there's Denver, there's Green Bay. I mean, there's all of these places that you can go to. I I feel like a lot of coaches and a lot of people would say Green Bay only just because to get the shot to play with or coach Aaron Rodgers and Clay Matthews and have play at or coach at Lambeau Field. That's like what every coach's dream or right, with maybe the, uh, Vince Lombardi, Curly yeah, Lambeau. Exactly. But I I honestly think Cleveland, I hate to say it, Cleveland first, Denver second. That's like the top two teams to go to. I agree with Ethan. I think Cleveland's a better spot right now because Rodgers is such a prima donna. I mean, I mean, I I do say that there is one team to me 
that is very desirable. Just the fact that it's big lights, big city. I'm going to the Big Apple. I'm going with the Jets. Simply for one reason. You have a very young quarterback in Sam DeArnold, who I'm still very high on. I think he will rebound in year two. I've been told I look like a lot like him. Just I would probably be a better quarterback. Hey, just, just change your haircut, and then you probably would look exactly like him. <laughs> That's the only reason I'll I changed. have to go out to the parking lot and see how, th- how you throw the ball. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a football with you? I do not. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, we probably I'll, could find one out I'll here bring one the, next uh, week, probably. Out here, out here in the Lost <laughs> and Found. Um, but when I look at New York, I think it is very desirable. Because like I said, it's big lights. It's big city. I mean, it doesn't matter that they've been horrible. It's a, it's the biggest city in the entire United States. Right. So I, I, I hadn't thought about that. that that's uh, I, I like uh, Darnold, and uh, that that could be a, that could be a good spot. I I still I but I also like uh, Baker Mayfield, and uh, Cle- I, I would take Cleveland right now over the Jets, but the Jets is not a bad landing spot right now. Right. That's a good pun. Thank you. And then my grandma has brought this up countless times this week, and I would not be fair if I did not mention this because I know she's listening. Thanks for the uh, listen, Grandma. Hi, Grandma. Hi, Grandma. So she's been talking about Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Yes. And the fact that he has not been that successful since being there in Michigan. Mm-hmm. If a NFL team approached him and gave him the vault, basically, mm-hmm. do you think he will go back to the NFL? No. I, I, I think it's possible. And, I, and I've heard that Green Bay is interested. So, hey, if you're Green Bay, but do you give the vault for him? I mean, he hasn't done anything since being in Michigan. He made one Super Bowl appearance, which is good, but he did not win it. I'm I'm skeptical about giving the vault to anybody. I mean, the Raiders gave the vault to uh, Gruden, Gruden and, and look what's gotten them. They gave um, him the boot. So, if you can uh, if you can get him for what you think is a is a fair price, uh, I would take a shot with him. And I I think he's open now. I think that you know. Uh, He's had a tough go against Ohio State for five years, so I, right. I, I think he's open to, to look into other pastures. See, and I, I, I feel like he's having way too much fun coaching a college a college uh, franchise. So I, I just don't see him signing back in the NFL. It just it looked like he wasn't having any more fun, fun anymore. Well, I mean, here's the thing that I told her, is that unless somebody gives him more than $7.5 million, which is what Michigan's paying him right now, unless somebody does that then I think that he will stay with Michigan. Because why would you pass that up? He's your alma mater. You went, you played quarterback there. He's having a lot of fun in his khakis and his Nike cleats. <laughs> so when I look at Jim Harbaugh, unless somebody gives him the $10 million that Pete Carroll, John Gruden, then the $12.5 million that Belichick's getting, unless somebody pays him around that uh, area, he's not going to leave. See, I, I would say that if he stays in college um... – I would say he signs to Ohio State, or he would sign to coach Ohio State, because they just lost their head coach. I don't think Harbaugh ever goes to Ohio State. Oh, no, no. He hates it. No, he hates Ohio State. I, I, don't, I know. don't know. If, if they paid it. him well, he might sign if, with them. Uh, I don't know no. if he hates Ohio State more than he hates Pete Carroll, I'm, but uh, we'll, no, we'll, we'll son, see. I, if he gets the right pay, no, I, I see would, him signing. He would stick daggers in his eyes before <laughs> he went it's to coach which, Ohio State. He could still coach him. Who does he hate more, Ohio State or Pete Carroll? Anybody remember his rivalry in the NFL with Pete Carroll? I do. I do. I think he hates them equal. <laughs> if not, be Carol a little Down more. to a minute, buddy. All right. Well, you know what? This has been a great episode of Vegas Sports Hub. I am your host, Ian or Kelly. This was Ethan. This was Stevie. Thank you for helping me out today. And, uh, hey, follow us on social media. We have our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Twitter, at Vegas Sports Hub. Uh, we post there uh, daily, so definitely uh, stay tuned for that. And stay tuned to KSHP because we have a lot of great content that we're going to give to you 
here on the on the airwaves. So thank you for uh, listening in, and I will see you next week. Blessing weekdays noon to two on fourteen hundred KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com.